You are listening to the Gromart Podcast. We've been really focused on formulating and engineering a diesel fuel that is right for our customers. Featuring experts in agriculture. We're helping our customers decide when's a good time to sell, when's a good time to merchandise that grain so that they can make a profit. And other system news. It's very important to the Gromark system to encourage the future of agriculture. The Gromark podcast starts now. This is Gromark Podcast, and I'm Amy Bradford with Gromark, and we're talking today with Randy Holdhouse, um, who is a veteran member in our uh, grain marketing um, area. And Randy, I want to talk with you a little bit about customer service in the Gromark system and what your perspective is on that and the value of that with the people we do business with. Well, the customer service experience, I think, is probably the single most important experience. I mean, it literally drives everything. There is not a purpose for one person in this building. There's not a purpose for this building unless there's a transaction that happens on the ground, face-to-face, toe-to-toe, in the field with an end-use customer. That being said, Unless we make that experience a positive thing, an uplifting thing, a beneficial thing to that customer, which should create a repeat experience, uh, again, we we have to make sure that whatever we do uh, makes it positive, makes it repeatable, makes it a desired thing. And, uh, you know, it really is important that we understand the importance of that and do everything in our power to make that as positive as we can. One of the the things that the Growmark system is working on is this Grow um, Enterprise Strategy. And uh, each of those letters represents something different. And the G is the great relationships. And it's all about providing that unsurpassed customer experience. Uh, talk a little bit about that relationship building uh, component of that and how that leads to that unsurpassed customer experience. Well, having been in sales for a lot of my career, uh, I know one of the first things they teach you is you have about 30, sec- 30 seconds in a dialogue or in an interaction uh, where the customer decides whether or not he really wants to talk to you or not. And within that 30 seconds, you have to find a way to uh, get their attention and somehow position yourself to where you give the appearance of someone that can bring value. Uh, we had a farmer in several years ago that talked to our group on the grain system side, and one of the comments that he made that stuck with me is, I try to surround with pe- surround myself with people that know what I don't know. And I think it's important, number one, from a selling perspective, is uh, find a way to bring value to every interaction that you have with a customer. Uh, so then, from there on, if we, if we do gain this person as a customer, then it's time to deliver on every promise, deliver on every need, deliver on every want. Uh, and I've always coached my customer service people to say, you know, find a way to make the customer say, wow, whoever that customer is, whether it's an internal customer, whether it's an end-use customer, or whether it's anybody in the interaction, uh, find a way to make them say, wow, go above and beyond, always close the loop, and make sure that uh, you understand that you're only a link in a chain. And 
to me, it's your responsibility to make sure that the other links know that this is an important, especially if it's an urgent or it's emergency or it's a catastrophic situation. Make sure that every link in the chain knows how important it is and check on those links. You know, check on those other, you know, wherever it could break down. Uh, I think it's within your role and your responsibility to make sure that you don't allow that to happen and you kind of monitor the process if you are one of those links. Surely you have an example of an urgent situation that maybe didn't go as well as we would expect it to go and that loop wasn't uh, closed as well as it should have been. There's plenty of examples, but one that sticks out in my mind is we got a call that a grain dryer had broken down and of course, it was like 4.30, quarter to 5. And uh, they called in. They needed the part. Uh, the route truck was there, going to be at their uh, place of business the next morning. Uh, the part was in Alpha uh, at the warehouse. And so the person that took the call, he immediately went on the computer. He put the order on the system. Uh, he put a line note on the order that it's urgent. And he shut his computer down and went home. And uh, the problem is, is that the orders don't print. They, I think they print at 430 or something like that. So the order didn't print at the warehouse. The truck driver was there. The part was there. The truck was there. All that had to happen was just one little, another 30-second phone call that say, I just put this order on. It's urgent. It needs to happen. It needs to happen tonight. And uh, lo and behold, the, the part did not get there. But all the pieces were in place for it to get there. Mm -hmm. But it took one more 30-second step to make that happen, and it didn't. So mm -hmm. you have to be aware that where are the potential for breakdown, especially in an in a, uh, emergency situation, and then make sure that everybody in that chain knows that this has to happen and it has to happen immediately. So on the, on the flip side of that, there's got to be a number of examples as well as where um, in an urgent situation where – the customer service experience went above and beyond, and um, our people just rose to the occasion and, and helped uh, essentially bail somebody out of a bad situation. There's lots of them because, you know, we, we tend to, to strive to be that person, but uh, I can think of a couple instances, one in particular where a uh, member company was uh, building a grain bin, and there was a part shortage within this bin, and uh, the customer or the the member called the manufacturer and reported the shortage and of course there was very little reaction to that because all oh, we shipped it complete um, when we finally got our hands on the problem uh, we had of course system intel knowing that uh, a neighboring member had received a similar sized bin within the last week uh, we called that member we had him check he had the part that was needed and we basically had a Pony Express that, uh, you know, they met in the middle, got the part. Uh, you know, we ran the risk of the, the commercial uh, bin crew leaving the site because they couldn't proceed. Uh, we rescued the situation within a matter of a couple of hours just with having system intel and, as, and also that having people that knew that, you know, this is a serious situation and we need to find a way to fix it. I mean, we had all our, our tentacles out looking for that part when someone uh, said, hey, you know, XYZ company just got a bin identical to that yesterday or last week, and we, we fixed it. And, you know, to the amazement of everybody involved, it just, bang, it happened. 
So you're getting ready to close the, I guess, close the book on your career uh, with the GrowMark system. Um, a, a final question on the customer service uh, component. What would you, what would your advice be to those um, new employees, those people coming up behind you um, to, um, what would your advice be to them on uh, customer service? I think the big thing is just engage in what you're doing. Be aware. Know you are important. I think there's a real uh, a lack across the country of uh, lack of appreciation for, you know, I mean, you're getting paid to do what you do, so obviously it has some level of importance. I've been in restaurants where the busboy will say, well, I'm only a busboy, and I'll say, you know, look, if you didn't do your job, you're, out, you're obviously it's important because you're getting paid, but think about what this place would be like if you didn't do your job. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody has to step back a minute and think about what it is they're doing and find out why it's important. You know, you are getting paid to do this, and it has an, it has an importance. And I think sometimes we get so far removed from the actual transaction that drives the entire process that uh, we, we don't have a full appreciation. So engage, learn, find out why your role is important and how what it drives downstream, what it drives upstream, so that you understand and can appreciate yourself how important it is that these things happen and happen in a timely manner. And, and always, always assume it's urgent. You know, when, when we get a task, we may not know that it's an urgent thing. So, and we may not know how far removed from the actual report or the actual request. So it could be minutes, it could be hours, it could be days since that request or that order was placed. So let's not be, again, the weak link to overuse uh, that analogy, but uh, let's always make sure that we keep the importance and the urgency level up so that we aren't ever slowing the process down. If anything, how can we speed it up? How can we make it happen timely? So as you look back over the last 40-plus years in the GrowMark system, and I know that you've had several different roles, um, give us a little bit of perspective on the changes that you've just seen in the industry since you started and um, what you expect, um, if you can, predict a little bit about what further changes that will be coming um, even after you step away. Well, it's been an extremely... uh fun and rewarding 43 years, but uh, the changes were were huge. I mean, the technological advancements, you know, when I started a spreadsheet was a spiral bound uh, paper book with a number two lead pencil. And then you go through all the iterations of software and spreadsheets and technology uh, from that side. On the other side, you know, most of my career was spent on the grain systems and the construction side. You know, we jacked bins, uh, you know, built bins back in the 70s uh, with cable jacks, which, you know, everything was manual. And uh, now they use hydraulic jacks to raise the bins as they're building them. Uh, you know, the, the labor force, how it's changed. And I, I think the, the biggest thing I've seen is, is that the, uh, how few people that are actually have ag backgrounds are involved in our business. And what a challenge that is from a cultural perspective uh, to, to get people to understand and realize, you know, that the, the ag, when we're dealing with farmers, you know, who are technically and realistically, they're our owners. Not only are they customers, they are our owners. 
and that, you know, these people have real skin in the game. I mean, it's not just like we're dealing with another business. We're dealing with somebody whose who's lifeblood is poured into this business, and success and failure can mean, you know, a loss of the business, a loss of, you know, the family farm, whatever. You know, when we went through the hard times of the 80s, you know, we saw people that actually lost the home farm because it was leveraged. And, uh, you know, th- that risk is always there. You know, we, another concern I have is that, you know, the generations that we're in, we haven't seen real bad times in 10, 15 years. And uh, in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, you know, we saw cycles that, you know, we actually saw people lose their jobs in our industry because the ag couldn't support them. You know, there wasn't enough business. And, and uh, you know, that that's a reality that can still happen. And I think people have to be aware that, you know, we haven't seen real hard times for a long time, and it, it, it can easily come back, and it can happen quickly. So you mentioned the... Um, uh, erecting um, grain bids in the seventies, and there was a that was a time when there was a, a a large number of bins set up. And I remember here over the past what ten years or so, we've seen um, those bins having to be replaced. And especially, in, I know in Illinois and maybe in some other states that there's a a large segment of on farm storage. Talk about that a little bit. Well, the fall of 78-79 was the largest placement of grain storage in history. Um, And, you know, the member company I was in, we typically built 25 bins a year. That fall, we built 75. And, of course, they're all being being built, you know, with manual labor, with uh, very little automation. And, uh, you know, we're still selling a lot of storage every year. But one of the things that people fail to realize is that there's an obsolescence factor with a grain bin. It's either in the wrong place, it's too small, it's not worth messing with. Yes, they do uh, sometimes you know, wear out or they rust out or they get damaged because of improper use. So there's always a a loss of some storage and and new storage, you know, based on the yields that we see increasing every year with genetic changes, with, uh, uh, with, you know, nutrition and and all the demands and and with uh, better uh, crop nutrient usage and utilization, the the yields continue to grow, and and based on that factor, the, with the obsolescence, the wearing out, being in the wrong place, and the increasing yields, I don't think we can ever build enough storage to keep up based on what we're seeing, and uh, that's a tremendous dynamic for the business side of uh, building grain bins, but it's also a challenge because. The bins keep getting bigger. We don't sell near as many, but they're getting a lot larger. I mean, we're seeing now there's a new model of grain bin out there that's 2 million bushels in one structure. And it's incredible to even fathom that. But, uh, you know, it all comes with its own set of challenges, and and the growth just continues to, it just, things just keep getting bigger. So do you expect um, that will continue to be a trend, you know, for for the next number of years? I believe it will. I mean, I don't see any let up uh, in terms of where that's going, I and mean, the demand for storage is still there. And and uh, you know, the marketing, you know, as the markets are still sluggish and and uh, people hang on to their grain longer, you know, I think the opportunities for the FS system as well as the uh, the growth opportunities uh, in that line, both grain marketing, grain storage, and handling and drying, uh, I, I don't see any end in sight. Uh, you know, we're we're just uh, the challenges keep keep appearing. Mm-hmm. 
So we've been talking today on the Growmark podcast with Randy Holdhouse, who is um, will in the next uh, several weeks close out his uh, uh, career at the Growmark system, and really appreciate all uh, you've done to help further the system in uh, the way that you have, and just wish you the best in your retirement. So, what are your what are your plans? Do all the things that I've put off for forty three years that uh, you know projects and things that you know are are always a challenge when you're working full time and and you're engaged in your job. I've always loved what I've done. I've always enjoyed uh, you know the construction side as well as you know the I guess the thing the the biggest takeaway from a career like this is that uh, and what makes it the most rewarding is the is the great people and the great stories and uh, that's that's the thing that has never changed you know even though I've relocated a couple of times in my career uh, when you had that FS there on your on your shoulder you always had a family that you instantly were received I mean you weren't a stranger you were a system member and that's something that is just so priceless and valuable when you're when you relocate because there's plenty of it's does isn't as easy on the family but in terms of yourself in terms of being able to continue and uh and thrive it's you're you're part of something bigger than yourself and that's that'll that's something that uh, you you never forget well, thank you again, and uh, this has been Amy Bradford talking with Randy Holdhouse as part of the Growmark Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Growmark Podcast. You can find other episodes on Podbean or on a supported podcast app. <laughs>